This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras and Jim Toth on 680 CJOB. Yeah, I think just, you know, not trying to force anything. Um, you know, if you have to dump the puck, dump the puck. If you if you have a chance to uh, to beat a guy, beat a guy. I think it's just all a matter of, uh, you know, making the right play at the right time. What uh, is going to be uh, the, the end goal for you and Kyle switching sides uh, on the power play tonight on that number one unit? Probably get shots. I think that's the that's the only thing you can can really do over there. Um, uh, you know, get the puck to the net. You know, get bodies and and try to bang home a greasy one. Uh, Mark Shifley there uh, with uh, our very own six eighty CJOB's Kelly Moore. Uh, just after following the morning skate there about how the they're going to look to get the power play going. Of course, uh, Mark Shifley and Kyle Connor swapping spots there on the on the top unit. We'll get into that um, as well. Um, and just about how these guys are going to deal with the Minnesota Wild. This is a very strong defensive team, um, at least over the last 10 games or so. They've only allowed 11 goals total. One of those came in overtime, so that's 10 goals in, in regulation. Um, they're rolling here on a 10-game point streak, 8-0-2. They've collected more points uh, than any other NHL team since February 11th. We'll get into that in, in just a second, but I'll, I'll go into – and we'll talk about how big of a game this is. And, Jim, of course, I want your thoughts on this. Uh, but we'll go down the list here. This is what the lineup could look like tonight. Of course, uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois, as announced um, – Earlier was not a part of the morning skate, did not practice yesterday. Uh, head coach Rick Bonus says he will be a game-time decision. Uh, the top line has Nikolai Ehlers, Mark Scheifele, and Nino Niederreiter. Uh, Kyle Connor, uh, Gustafson was in a fill-in position, but a PLD can go. Um, he will slot into that spot there uh, with Wheeler. Uh, Nemesnikov with Lowry and Appleton, Morgan Barron, Kevin Stenland, and Menelainen. And then on um, defense, uh, Josh Morrissey with Pionk, uh, Brendan Dillon with Dillon DeMello, uh, Logan Stanley with Schmidt. Logan Stanley is going to be back in the lineup. He spoke uh, about his um, about the, the the reports of him um, uh, asking for a trade ahead of the deadline. We'll get into that in the back half of the show after 1230. Um, he's going to be lined up with, with Nate Schmidt, and then Connor Hellebuck will be starting in net. Now, Jim, is it a little too hyperbolic? Is Are we over-exaggerating a little bit too much when we say that this game is a must-win? Um, my thoughts on this is that this game is, I mean, Richard Cloutier in, in the 680 CJOB uh, newsroom earlier today saying, it's not a must win, it's a statement win. Statement, a statement game. statement game for the Winnipeg Jets. This is how I feel about it. Six points. The Jets right now are trailing the Minnesota Wild by four points right now in the Central Division. If they drop down to six, that becomes an even bigger hill for the Winnipeg Jets to climb. And sort of a spot in the wild card with the Colorado Avalanche who just absolutely spanked the San Jose Sharks yesterday. I think the Sharks, I think uh, Yorgev in net for Colorado to stop like 13 pucks all entire game, six, nothing was a complete beat down. I think a wild card spot um, might become a likely landing spot for the Winnipeg Jets. Of course, there's going to be a bunch of games left after this um, uh, 17 after tonight, which I mean, of course, leaves a lot of room to to move around here. Uh, but this is a really, really important game because six points trailing the Minnesota Wild, um, not a good spot, not a spot the Winnipeg Jets want to be in. Colorado 7-2-1 and one in their last 10, but they've had some stinkers. Like, they've had some... some. But to me, they're still clearly the best team in the division, even now that McCarr's back. 
This is a statement game. This yeah. is a massive you're game agree- for the You're Winnipeg agreeing Jets. with the Kluche. Well, I agree with Kluche. It's a statement game. Yeah. But the reason why this is a massive game is for several reasons. Minnesota played last night. You should beat them tonight. Went, Minis- to, went to overtime. Went to I know it's up. an hour flight. I don't care. Minnesota played a game last night. Agree you with did that. not. Agree with that. You need to uh, – Minnesota, worst-case scenario, Minnesota-Calgary, everybody got points. Mm-hmm. Worst-case scenario. Um, you're heading out on the road to play Florida, Tampa Bay, Carolina, and then come home to take on Boston. I talked about yeah. this. Calgary started in Minnesota. I think they have Ottawa and uh, – Arizona. Arizona, Vegas, and another dud in there. But uh, I'll, fi- I'll find it. Okay, but my point to this is, is here's the thing. We the always, Ducks. The, the Ducks, Ducks yeah. yeah. So we always say this. Calgary's got Minnesota last night. They got Arizona, the Ducks, Vegas, and Ottawa. Winnipeg has Florida, Tampa Bay, Carolina, and Boston after tonight. Mm-hmm. You have to win this game. And I hate saying that because it's not a must win. Nothing's over if you don't. Nothing's certified if you do. Yeah. But around the parameters of this, you let one get away against San Jose – you needed that point. You're playing the team you're chasing in the standings. It's a division rival, and they played last night. It's to the team. It's not about who's next. It's not about what happened on earlier this week. It's yeah. about tonight. But to me, this is a massive statement game. Who are you? To the point of how we wrapped up the show yesterday. Yeah. I need some guys in this core on this team to step up, like Morrissey does. Yeah. And and it, tonight's the game for me. Yeah, You want to go out on the road having done something. You want to head out on the road and face these teams having accomplished something. There's only, you know, less than 20 games to go. It's your division rival whom you've not beaten yet this year. Who has beaten the snot out of you back on It's going to be physical. It's going to be hard. It's going to be a a battle. It's going to be, you know, in your face. That's why Logan Stanley's in, I think, because they want that physicality and the size of it. But to me, this is all about the Jets tonight. We've gone around and around with this team from the first three months when they were good to the past two months where they were poor. We've looked at their record. We've talked about the power play. We even got into it yesterday where I need some players to step up. These aren't young players anymore. No, they're not. They're 28, 29, 27 years old. They've all been in the league six, seven, eight years. I'm going to call it the will. The will of this team has to come through tonight to sort of make a statement in a statement game to go. Now, it can be 2-1, it can be 4-3, it could be 5-1, it could be 6 nothing, But it has to be every shift comes at a price for the Wild. Everybody has to be on board and going from the drop of the puck. And you have to go out and win this game tonight. Yeah, I'm with you 100%. Text messages 204-780-6868, 204-780-6868. Just to add on, Jim, I mean, the way that the Minnesota Wild had their way with the Jets earlier this season, if that doesn't get these guys fired up and wanting to take a step and, and, and prove to themselves, as well as the rest of the league, that you know the, the Winnipeg Jets are for real and what you saw in the first half of the season was who they actually are, it has to start tonight. And, it, and there has to be pride. There has to be will to beat these guys. A Bill in St. James, Texas show, 204-780-6868. You may as well acknowledge uh, this division-slash-conference games are all from now on, here and here on out, must-wins if the Jets want to control their destiny. Andy Johnson texts the show. He says, it's not a must-win, Jim. It's a gotta-win. 
Um, and uh, this this texture. That's a, a good little, point. I hate the must more. win unless it is a must win. Yeah, there's only one must win game. Actually, it's you know, when you're facing elimination. It's Kevin a must win game. Kevin Kevin Weed would say that all the time, and I actually like I would go, "Come on, it's a must win." And he's like, no, "But he's it is right. a statement game." Now, here's yeah. the thing. So, say t- they lose four two tonight, and we come in here tomorrow, and everybody's going to say, "You said it was a statement game." What does that say? Blah blah blah. And I'll say, "Fair enough," but there's more. The parameters around this game tonight and where this team is at and and what's going on at the situation and looking at the stands and everything else, again, you're at home against a division rival you're chasing who played last night. I've seen the Jets falter in this situation before. I think all of us have. This is a time. You can forget all the stuff we've gone through in the core and last year and offseason and since 2018, all that stuff. To me... It's a great time for this core leadership group of this team to go, okay, this is who we are. Yeah. Let's, let's instead of waiting to find out, let's, instead of saying this is who we are, instead of trying to figure things out, quote, unquote, it's time to go, this is our will. This is who we are. This is who we want to be and win this game tonight. It's got to be two points in regulation. Anyway, any way that that comes, I don't care. But they got to get two points. Now in this is going to be tough. Like it, Minnesota over the past two months, defensive oh, game is unbelievable. Ten goals in regulation over their last ten games. They're eight zero and two on a ten game point streak. Nine one and three in their last uh, thirteen. I mentioned this before, but the most points in the NHL dating back to February eleventh. This is the hottest team uh, coming here uh, in 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 in. Coming here into Winnipeg, this this these guys are rolling, and they haven't been scoring lots, Jim. But yeah. they've been finding ways Their to win games. Game seven is... seven out of these games, uh, the last ten, have been one goal wins that they that they've been able to scratch out twice in a shootout. A couple, but there've been one goal games that have gone right to the wire. That's playoff hockey in my mind, and the Minnesota Wild are, are doing what they need to do here. And that's the Winnipeg Jets need to take maybe a little bit of a page out of their book. And this is how they got to find ways to win because over the last little bit we haven't seen that. And I didn't say this against San Jose because San Jose should have been a win. San Jose is not a very good hockey. How much team. does that point suck though? Now and, and San Jose is, but on. I didn't say that because I, and I don't like saying this, but I've seen it. Um, you know, you play San Jose, they peppered Reimer, he got hot, da-da-da-da-da, we should have won that game, we we got tied with four seconds, blah, 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 all that. That happens against bad teams. This isn't a bad team. This yep. is a team that should bring out the best in you. This is a team, much like Saturday after getting worked in Edmonton, that I still think the impressive part about beating Edmonton on Saturday wasn't that they beat them, wasn't that they got it handed to them the night before yeah. in Edmonton. It was the fact that they were up 2-1 and real quick went down 3-2 and nothing in their game changed. Mm-hmm. They came right back. There was no lull like in Edmonton when Connor took a penalty two minutes in and the whole bench looked like it was deflated yeah. and then the Oilers rolled. To me, that Saturday against Edmonton is what you need to be, what you have to be down the stretch and tonight we're up 2-1. Real quick, we're down 3-2, and it doesn't change a thing. We're coming right back at you, and we get two goals quickly. They have to will their way to a win tonight. Yeah, this is from Chris. He texts Sean. He's definitely not being being critical of us. I think he's talking about the entire fan base here when he sends his text message. If I'm wrong, Chris, just let me know. But I think I, I understand what you're saying here. But uh, we're all starting to sound like broken records. Must-win game, must-win game. They need to show up tonight. It never happens. That from Chris. Alan says the well, Jets just a quick aren't comment. tough enough. Go ahead. Sorry, Alan. Yeah, just a quick comment on what Chris is saying. But that's why I hate saying must win because we have yeah. we we've heard this before. It's a cliche. Like the Saturday get bouncing back against Edmonton was a must win. I hate saying must win, but it is a statement game. Yeah. This is a game where you can put your will on it, 
and and get up two points and go on the road and go, okay, that's who we are. Mm-hmm. Forget the inconsistency. Forget the power. Forget everything else. Let's if they get two power play goals tonight, that's who we are. You, you're starting go. fresh right now in a playoff position. Put it all aside. Here we are. This is who we are. This is what's going on. Rudy Texas show. He says, I agree. A statement game. This one from Dom as we go to break here. Dom says, if the Jets don't get consistency and play better, Calgary is going to overtake them, especially with their schedule and them uh, and the Flames playing better. While well, the Flames are finally getting some goaltending. Jacob Markstrom made 40 yeah, stops he's been last unreal. night. He's been, he's been finally, His last three games yeah. have been what he was last year. Uh, and this final text message here before we get a break, we'll have lots more time for you guys as the, as the show goes on. Always appreciate everything. Uh, this texter says, I texted this to my girlfriend this morning. It's a pivotal point for the Winnipeg Jets tonight. If they win, they will make the playoffs. If they don't, they won't. Now I want to know what your girlfriend said. <laughs> yeah, let's let's give us Hopefully the- added something nice on International Women's Day. It wasn't just like, hey. Jets got to win tonight. Yeah, we're going to be joined by Jesse <laughs> Pierce. You, uh, she's uh, been a, a contributor. We've had her on the show several times. Very happy to welcome her onto the program on International Women's Day. She's going to be joining us, uh, wild reporter down in, uh, in NA, at NHL.com. Uh, she does a bunch of stuff, podcast or all that stuff. She'll be joining us at 1245 uh, to help us tee up the game and lots more to talk about, as well as Logan Stanley and his comments uh, regarding those reports ahead of the trade deadline about him wanting out of Winnipeg. We'll play those comments all still to come. Don't go anywhere here on Jets at Noon. Jets at Noon on 680 CJOB. Hello, Sarah. Hello. Well, it's it's International Women's Today. It's your one-minute power play with dynamic international woman Sarah McCarthy. (laughs) Whoa. Um, (laughs) Who would you like to put a shout-out to on this special day, Sarah? Shout out to That was my, a question from Kevin. <laughs> your actually. mom is listening, by the way, so it better be really good. I don't good. know. Well, I don't know. I've better, told her. This better be good. I I've hope your her. mom's not listening to the power play. <laughs> I've I'd told be her, embarrassed. If there's one segment you have to listen to, it's the power play. No. <laughs> <laughs> there's one part of my career there's you have to focus on, cast. Mom. It's the power play. <laughs> what's this that? What's gonna, it's what's going to take me to the next level. <laughs> what's that, honey? Never mind. <laughs> yeah, never mind. But yes, my mom, my aunts, um, um, all the strong women that raised me, my two grandmas, both of which who have passed on. Mm. But, um, yeah, just all the strong women out there. The, not Our lovely co-workers, ev- everyone. So, yes, we are blessed with great uh, dynamic women in this station. We are. We are. Leadership-wise, co-workers. Mm-hmm. And I must say, Sarah, mm-hmm. if I may, on a serious <laughs> note. Oh, boy. <laughs> serious. You are a dynamic young journalist yourself, oh. and I enjoy working with you. Thank you. I, I go series. out on a regular basis and I tell Sarah how much I appreciate her, specifically in this segment because she's such a good sport and we just act yes. like lunatics. Sarah actually uh, helps much. with the Jim Tult show. <laughs> well, she doesn't she, want to, but she's often like, I guess I'll grab sometimes. this guest. There's, there's a running joke in the newsroom that everybody but Jim Toth books his show, yes. so which... Which, by the way, Sarah, we have, might an opening. Not be inaccurate. we have an opening at 2.15 if you can, can you fill work them. Can work on that? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll work on that. Keep in mind, you're dynamic. Oh. Thank you both. Thanks, no, Sarah. Seriously, it's great having you on your good sports. Sarah. Thank uh, you. You are, the, you are awesome. I, 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 I would never say that to your, your face, Sarah, but I, I do think you're awesome. If she's so awesome, get her a regular. Yeah. One milk, one cream, one sugar. Get a regular, oh, yeah, yeah, regular. That's right. Yeah, one. I say I don't say regular. I say one and one. I say get me a dynamic, a dynamic one and one. That's your one minute power play. Brought to you by a regular at Tim Hortons on six eighty CJOB with Sarah McCarthy. 
Uh, text messages here, 204-780-6868, Minnesota Wild, Winnipeg Jets. Pre-game gets going right here on 680 CGOB at 430, uh, play-by-play at 630. Uh, a couple text messages here. Uh, this one says, Preach it, Jim. Tonight is going to show us... Jets fans, what the Jets have, what we got here. Go Jets, go. Uh, This texture says, if the Jets can't get up for a game like this, I just don't know. Need a strong effort all game, three full periods. Keith texts the show. He says, the Jets need to come out and hit anything that moves. Get in front of the net. Can't stop what you can't see. Thanks. And this one, gut check time. Uh, if there were players coasting, then it's time to make some changes. Well, that's that though that, that that's that sailed. The trade deadline is is gone. This is who the Winnipeg Jets are saddled with uh, the rest of the season, and there's confidence within the group uh, that they can find a way can uh, I, through this. Can I say something about the trade deadline? Yeah, I know it wasn't what a lot of fans wanted, and I'm on the record of saying I think with the chance of of what you have in contracts this year and next year that. You, I would have loaded up and gone for it. Mm. One thing we didn't talk about was was in his availability, Kevin Cheveldayoff said it was never a thought past this year mm. when it came to the deadline, which surprised me. Now, he that, might, it might be true? true. Well, I don't know. Like, uh, I, I wonder if, because a lot of the things that went for third-round picks, when, when the Jets didn't augment, especially with the defenseman for a third-round pick, yeah. I kind of thought that I wonder if he's – because when we talk about packages for major players in the offseason, mm-hmm. it's always first and third round picks, and the Jets don't have second. So I wonder if he was holding those third round picks as opposed to adding the depth on defense or something mm-hmm. for something in the summer. But I, I was I raised an eyebrow and I was like, I, I know you're thinking about it, but to actually not even focus on it at all in the deadline. But I do want to say this about it. I know it was underwhelming for so many Jets fans because I heard from so many of them, so many of my friends talked about, like, Chevy Blue had to go for it, had to do this. Mm -hmm. But those two acquisitions are, and I know it's two games for Nemestikov and four for Niederreiter, they were good additions. Like, Nemestikov is, in two games, exactly what that bottom six needs, or a little bit more of. Three points and three nights. And Niederreiter uh, has three points and four games. Niederreiter, sorry. Niederreiter's three points and four games. That's my mistake. But Nemestikov, like, he's... And I've said this about him. I wonder why a first-round pick hangs around and so many teams trade for him Mm -hmm. this long when he's not putting up points. And it's because he does everything else really well. Mm -hmm. But I... Look, I'm not trying to say that this is... These are the two moves that'll put him over the hump and win him anything like that but I'm saying it, it wasn't much I get that but the things the two additions they did have have improved this team in my opinion uh, speaking of the trade deadline here was Logan Stanley uh, before the game. Of course, he's going to slot himself back into the lineup. Uh, Dylan Sandberg will be out, and Stanley presumably in there because of the feisty game that is anticipated here between the Winnipeg Jets and the Minnesota Wild. Uh, and of course, those trade ahead uh, of the trade deadline, uh, rumors, reports coming out that Logan Stanley had requested a trade, and here he was uh, on that. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to comment too much about it. Obviously, I think you know I'm disappointed. I haven't played more, but you know I've been hurt for. Um, you know, a big chunk of the season, which is it's it's tough to come back in from injuries. So, um, you know, that's the trade deadlines behind us now, and and uh, you know, I'm focused on helping this team win win hockey games and make a deep playoff run. From the perspective of the injuries and also the in and out of the lineup, has this been the most challenging season of your career? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, back-to-back injuries like that aren't easy, and, and it definitely wasn't a fun time for me uh, mentally or physically. You know, it was it was pretty draining, especially, you know, coming back and feeling good and then getting hurt again. Um, 
you know, that was a tough pill to swallow for me. So, um, you know, I feel good now, and, and I'm just trying to, you know, stay in shape and, and work hard after practice. And, you know, when my name's called, be ready to go and help the team win. I mean, I love Winnipeg. Um, you know, since the day I was drafted here, everyone's treated me amazing. Um, you know, other than it's a little cold in the winter, I have no complaints about the city, the organization. Um, you know, I've been treated, and my family's been treated really well since I've been here. So uh, I love the city. I love the organization. And, and you know, I'm, I'm happy I'm, I'm still here, uh, honestly. Um, the team that drafted you, it's, al it's always a team you want to, you know, play for for a long time. So we have a great group in here and, and a lot of good friends. And, um, you know, we've got a good enough team that we can do some damage in the playoffs here. I have no doubt that the Winnipeg Jets were getting calls as soon as that came out. And I'm sure he was a name that was being batted around as well throughout the entire uh, conversation. I, I, I think that if somebody is um, perhaps not... Um, maybe devaluing what they believe that Logan Stanley uh, could fetch uh, in a trade. I think it would be probably more than you might expect. Um, his potential skill set that is not yet unlocked, uh, his team control at, 20, at 24, 900K, 6 foot 7. I mean, this this kind of stuff doesn't come around. That kind of that kind of ability is is very highly coveted. But I see a lot in the reason why, and I'm sure there was deals, and if they wanted to move Logan Stanley, I'm sure they could have at the deadline. But the way I look at it was is the team – um, and, and, you know, we can argue if this is a good move or a, a bad move or they got to make a decision at one point, which I, I do think that they do. Um, the Winnipeg Jets have not given up on Logan Stanley yet. They've not given up on Ville Hainala, and they've not given up on a lot of their depth pieces. They still see a lot of potential in these guys. Well, to me, I agree with you, and, and to what point, I don't know of, of what he could get. But yeah. to me, hearing him speak and say that today, I believe him. First yeah. of all, yeah. I believe he wants to be a Winnipeg Jet, but he wants to play. This to me just, and it's my own assumption from having covered this, not this particular incident, but so many of these, this is an agent screaming, Logan, I got to get you out of there because you have a RFA status coming on $900,000. You've played 13 games this year. That's when the trade request was reportedly yeah. to have come in. And he's like, so all the Jets are going to do is give you 10% and offer you a two-year deal, and I'll fight for a one-year deal, but you've got to play games. And if I can trade you to an organization where from now till the end of the regular season and going forward, you'll be in the lineup, that's the best thing for your career. So I believe him when he says, I want to be here. I like Winnipeg. I want to stay in the organization that I want to play. But there's an agent there trying to get his client paid. Mm -hmm. and, and realistically, and, and, and himself paid at this same process. And because because the Jets are likely only going to go two or three years, and and maybe they'll probably give him more than a ten percent raise than what's required in the RFA status. But I, we'll it's not going to be much more. Yeah. But they'll if they can get him a three year deal, they'll give him a bump. Mm -hmm. But like this to me, the, hearing him speak and how he wants to be here and do all this, but he's also a guy that's twenty four years 24 old. Twenty four years old. He needs to play. Yeah. It's no different than Vili Hainola to me. The Vili Hainola thing is a guy's agent going, I need to get you a contract after next year, mm -hmm. and you have nothing on your resume. Yeah, I just, I I think, and we were talking about this earlier, eventually a decision is going to have to be made because there's a log jam at that left spot. Yes. And like and kicking the can down the road, I, I think the Winnipeg Jets have an idea of who they deal they're dealing with, and if they don't at this point, I, I I would have to say that's on the organization. But to me, he's here because of of it's it's the devil you know. Like yeah. we need depth defensemen. They have depth defensemen. Yeah. Do they want to make a trade for a pick and bring in another one, or do they just want to rely on the depth defensemen they have? Yeah. 
And to me, giving up on him for a third or fourth round pick at the deadline, I think they decided, well, I know what Logan Stanley is. and, and Probably could fetch more than that, too. Or right like, to me, now. I don't think Sandberg should be coming out of the lineup anymore. Agreed. But I understand that you have to get guys. And I understand why Logan's playing tonight, because this is going to be a tough, physical, mean game yeah. against the Minnesota Wild. What? So that's why he's playing tonight. Yeah, let's take a break. We'll come back. Again, Minnesota Wild, Winnipeg Jets, Pre-game at 4.30, puck drop at 6.30. Uh, on International Women's Day, we'll welcome Jesse Pierce, Wild Reporter with NHL.com. On to the program. She'll give us her thoughts. The Wild, they are absolutely rolling. The hottest team in the National Hockey League as they uh, arrive in Winnipeg to take on the Jets, who have been struggling 2-6-2 two, and two over their last Could 10 games. Could be a games. wild, wild night. Wild stuff. We'll be right back. Jets at noon on 680-CJOB. Yeah, obviously they had a, a good game last night and, um, you know, a tight checking game, and that's what we have to expect tonight. Um, you know, they, they're a heavy team. They're fast. They're skilled. So it's going to be a good challenge for us, and, and we should be excited about it. Last couple of years in particular, Logan, you've seen uh, this uh, Minnesota versus Winnipeg matchup. Uh, hate's a strong word, but is it borderline hatred maybe between uh, these two teams also because of their uh, geographical uh, component as well? Yeah, I think so, and I, they've, they've kicked our ass a few times uh, in the previous couple of years. So uh, we're on home ice tonight, and, and we got to send a message that uh, you know this could be a playoff matchup, so it should be a big game. Logan Stanley with uh, Jet Studio host Kelly Moore there on right here on 680 uh, CJOB. Pre-game gets going at 4.30, puck drop at 6.30. Stanley is going to be in, and we bring on Jesse Pierce, wild reporter, podcaster extraordinaire, all that good stuff uh, with the NHL.com. Hello, Jesse. How are you? Hey, guys. How are you? Hi, Jesse. Good. So, how, How's the weather down there? Never mind. It's the same as here. <laughs> Same as here. We are getting another heavy dose of snow after enjoying a 40-degree yes day yesterday. So. My, my mom's best friend, Cheryl, lives in St. Cloud, and I always laugh because I think you guys get bigger snowstorms than we do. I think so. At least they tell us we do. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, let's, like let's not get in a fight over bigger snowfalls. Yeah, ours are bigger. Yeah. Uh, Jesse, is, is there hatred between these two teams? What do you think? I think so. I mean, you can go back to the playoff series. You can go back to the proximity um, and you can go back to that butt kicking that was referenced in that clip too, which I was there for on Thanksgiving, the day after Thanksgiving, which I think they joked there was a Black Friday sale on gold for the Minnesota Wild. So um, definitely some kind of between the two teams, but that's what makes it such a fun rivalry too. It should be. Um, I want to talk about the way Minnesota's playing defense right now because we were talking earlier in today's show that this is a statement game for the Jets. They trade the wi- trail the Wild in the standings. They're going out on the road after this. The Wild played last night and had to travel, all that kind of stuff, but they haven't beaten the Wild this year, but it's not going to be easy. Uh, what is going uh, so well defensively for the Wild in your mind, especially the past couple of months? I mean, I think they just had to find their new identity and regain that identity in the defensive sense. You look at last year's Minnesota Wild, and they had this high-octane offense. Everybody was scoring from Marcus Foligno to Jordan Greenway and uh, Jules Eriksson-Eck. I mean, it was kind of a goal frenzy for that Minnesota Wild spot last year. They tried to do that this year, but this is not the same team. This is not the team that's able to reproduce those same goals at the same rapid pace they had last year, whether the players are here or not. So I think they just resorted back to their defensive game. Jacob Middleton, who came in toward the end of last year at deadline, has been huge alongside Jared Spurgeon inside that top pair. And Matt Dumba, after being a healthy scratch, really stepped up his game and decided, you know what, hey, 
that's not suitable. He had been turning pucks over. Um, and in between that, I think it's just kind of the d- defense having a good job at getting their sticks on pucks and really clogging the zone and, and making it hard for uh, offensive players to come in and find the right lanes. And then your ultimate line of defense will be the goaltender. Philip Gustafson, obviously, having a tremendous year tonight. I believe you guys will see Marc-Andre Fleury on the second half of a back-to-back, but he's still Marc-Andre Fleury as well. How much is uh, uh, Philip uh, Gustafson sort of emergence here as as kind of taken over the uh, the number one uh, the number one net for the Minnesota Wild? I, I saw this today six zero and one in his last nine starts, uh, career best point streak, and also uh, a new career best shutout streak tonight. Uh, for the, he hasn't let one in for the last uh, one hundred and seventy five minutes and and, and forty five seconds. Right, obviously that one goal coming in a shootout, so he still gets credited for a shutout. <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah. Against the Flames, which is so funny to me. Um, but it makes sense as well. No, Philip Gustafson, I don't think anybody saw this coming. I think when they made the one-for-one trade with Cam Talbot with Ottawa, um, you expected Philip Gustafson to come in and be a secondary goalie, back up behind Marc-Andre Fleury. Marc-Andre Fleury was going to get the lion's share of starts, and Gus was going to be okay being the number two. And Gustafson has stepped in and shown everybody why he should be the number one netminder or why he should be given consideration to to flip games. I mean, he has played absolutely outstanding in the games that he has not only won, he's at least pushed the Wild into overtime or helped push them into uh, a shootout, as you saw last night. I mean, he has just been everything that Minnesota needs when there have been defensive lapses and when they aren't scoring, as I'd mentioned earlier, this Minnesota team really has been struggling offensively, especially five on five. And that's where Gustafson has been so instrumental in getting these wins. So I think a lot of it also, he's been given the opportunity and obviously the defense here is a bit better than maybe he saw with Ottawa. So that certainly has helped, but uh, he's a kid that's just absolutely dialed in and it's been a lot of fun to watch. Is there anything that stood out to you in the matches between the Jets and the Wild so far this year with the Wild winning them compared to how they play the rest of the NHL? Because we see that often in rivalries. It doesn't matter the records. These two teams don't like each other, whatever. Um, but to me, like when when the Jets lost to the Wild, um, they, they weren't as good defensively as they are right now. What's what sort of changed maybe since the last time Jets fans would have seen these two teams play? Yeah, I mean, I think, again, it just goes back to the wild defensive. Obviously, they have some new faces, too, from trade deadline that uh, are hoping to make an impact. Marcus Johansson being one, Oscar Sunset being another, and um, John Klingberg back on the blue line. But I think they have a bigger veteran presence right now that Winnipeg is going to notice out of Minnesota. With the addition of those three guys, uh, that means a guy like Sam Steele and Kalen Addison will likely be your healthy scratches this evening. So I think that veteran presence introduces kind of maybe a more chippiness, a more also calmness and confidence from your Minnesota Wild squad. Uh, And I think it should be really interesting. I mean, both teams, like you said, get up for this rivalry. Um, And it's it's playoff hockey time, right? Everybody is going to be fighting for those points. Every game is going to have that playoff mentality, that playoff vibe, especially between these two teams when the two points on the line is absolutely huge. Jesse Pierce, Wild Reporter with NHL.com, podcaster extraordinaire. Jesse, thanks so much. Awesome stuff as always, and happy International Women's Day. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. Yes, thanks, Jesse, and all the best to you, and should be a good one tonight. She's got a great spirit if you follow her on social media. She's absolutely. Fun, yeah. Yeah. She's a great follow, that's for sure. Uh, pre-game at 4.30, puck drop at 6.30, right big here game. on 6.80, CJOB. Big game. Statement game. We got to go. I uh, what I'm so impressed about the Wild is is that Bill Gurian and Dean Evason, they, they got a $12.7 million in cap space. Swallowed up. That's two dynamite players in this league, and they're doing it 
without that. You know what impresses me is I know Dean Evanson from his Kamloops Blazers coaching days, and he hasn't changed a bit. Like we'll I, talk I, about I, that I don't know over the time he had calmed down we'll, a bit, but he is <laughs> intense. We'll talk about that tomorrow. Thank you very much, Jeffrey Forche, for producing the show. Jim Tilton, Golly, at 3 o'clock. That's it for me. You'll see me next time. Chats at noon on 680 CJOB.